My name remains Kayode Oguta. It's a great privilege and honor to be in your space once again. With the I3L podcast, we promise to make your leadership journey beautiful and your experience wonderful. Now, we have been doing a series called The Eight Questions All Exceptional Leaders Would Ask. The goal of these questions is to ensure that we give you a platform or a framework, as it were, to be able to navigate the difficult questions that leaders go through in these uncertain times. So we have started with question one. We've asked the question, what would a great leader do? We've asked questions like action questions, the strategy questions. And we're going to continue with the fifth questions in our series, which is, How do we take control of uncertainty? How do we take control of uncertainty? Now, I always tell people that in terms of certainty, in terms when everything is known, all the factors controlling organizations are known, it's important to know that it's not leadership that you need. You probably need management. But in terms of uncertainty, then you will need leadership. But the question is, if in terms of uncertainty, you will need leadership, how do we take control of our sentence is the question. How do we take control of our sentence? Now, this is the question that leadership guru Ram Charam asks, that organizations are almost always unprepared for. Most people are always almost unprepared for uncertainty, And even organizations too are also unprepared for uncertainty. How do we make decisions and lead when things change so unpredictably and fast? I mean, you can make decisions in the light of the fact that you know the variables. What if you don't even know the variables that are at play? What if you don't know what variables are going to work either for or against you? How do you make informed decisions? In a certainty, a lot of the key decisions we make in life and in business, we must know with framework in which we operate in have been challenged. Even in politics, the economy, the way we work. The most important thing is that we come to realize is the fact that things are uncertain. Things are so uncertain that we call the environment in which we operate today what they call the volatility, uncertain, complex, and ambiguity environment. They call the vulgar environment. So things are really uncertain. Now, leaders like to know where the goalposts are and they get frustrated when the goalposts shift, especially when the goalpost is shifting in the time of play. It's not just even before the play. When the play has started, then you're not shifting the goalpost. When you're about to shoot into it to score a goal, that's when you're shifting the goalpost. That could be very frustrating. Any lover or follower of football, we know that you want to know where the goalpost is so that you could plan all your strategy, all your decisions, all your thought processes towards a certain area. And that's what exceptional leaders like to know. They want to know the certainty of the goalpost, that, okay, this is where the goalpost is. But if you think about it, most of our social interactions are going through what I call structural trends that are driving the environment and things are changing so fast. So 
not only is the internet disrupting things, we're also even knowing that algorithms are disrupting things. We know that the internet of things are disrupting things. We know that there is what they call social sentiment in creating unpredictability of, of organizations of countries like Trumpism, like Brexit. They're all about social uncertainties in countries. And so this makes the environment in which many leaders operate to be deeply, deeply, deeply uncertain. Now, the question is, how do you take control of such uncertainty? How do you take control of such uncertainty? Now, businesses or human beings cannot stop the trend, but we must be able to see that how do we spot opportunities in such uncertainties and be able to make decisions in the light of those uncertainties for the organizations that you lead or I lead or we're called to advise. So, these are the things that are really, really, really working. Now, there are forces altering the ability of social interactions to survive. The algorithm revolution is taking place at scale. Then how do leaders make decisions in the midst of all this uncertainty so that they can have an advantage and not be discarded? Now, how do you make sense of the fact that the forces at play are really buffeting the organization. Now, not only are they buffeting the organization, you must be able to spot opportunities. Now, how do you know that the forces at play are really working so that you might be able to, instead of being disadvantaged by the forces in operation, you are going to be in a position where you can influence those forces. Now, Ram Sharam was very concerned about not just the forces of globalization that's evolved, but the appearance of what he calls structural uncertainties that can explode existing structure even in the industry or marketplaces where we naturally operate. How do you take control in terms of uncertainty? You must understand that there are mindsets that enables people to be able to take action in terms of uncertainty. You must understand that in terms of uncertainty, the first thing you must begin to develop is a mindset that can take decisions. And even in many environments in which you probably are operating correctly, you will have seen it, that when things become too complex, people become paralyzed because they want to be able to add two, two, two. And if it's not adding up to four or six, then they begin to think that, oh, something wrong somewhere. So you must have leaders that can take decisions in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of complexities. You must be able to have that kind of leader. And that is why leadership really, really matters. And exceptional leadership matters exceptionally. Now, there is a difference between risk and uncertainty. I always tell people, take two of the world's greatest uncertainties, tropism and Brexit. It's having what I call a dimension of gigantic proportion on social interaction. Now, if you understand what is risk, risk means you can, risk is quantifiable. You can put numbers against it. Or sanity, you can't. You have to deal with them in different ways. Risk, you can hedge, both strategically and financially. For instance, you know that you may not have money tomorrow, so how do you bet your edges against it? You could probably save for tomorrow. Now, uncertainty means even the money that you want to save may not even be useful tomorrow, so how do you bet against such things? Do you understand? Now, with risk, risk is quantifiable. But with uncertainty, you can't quantify uncertainty. So what now comes to the fact that, assuming a young person probably saving money, it, you're looking at the fact that, okay, look, if tomorrow I cannot work, so it's a risk that I do not have income, so what do I do? I probably will save money so that by tomorrow, I'll be able to mitigate against the risk. Now, in uncertainty, 
what if even the money in my pocket has no legal tender, has no value again? That's what certainty that the money might never be existing. So how do you urge? How do you plan against such things? That's how exceptional leaders begin to think so that they can make decisions for their organization and their organization must not only thrive, but also excel. Like I said earlier on, in risk, you can hedge both strategically and financially. Uncertainty is a whole different ballgame. It grows out of complex systems. We do not like efficiency. So if you think about becoming too efficient, then when something changes, you have no spare capacity with which to respond. This paradox is what is creating quite a lot of tension in organizations. So managing uncertainty is what I call the new normal. It's a new normal in every environment. For instance, like the Brexit and Trump, in any scenario, being a learner, you have to understand that being more efficient and more adaptable makes sense. But so businesses must learn how or if they must or how should they engage. In hospitality, businesses we've got people like Airbnb and online travel agents eating into margins and creating value where otherwise there was none. So the existential threats to running most social interactions are greater now than they have been. And government interference is also much like one of those threats that you can also think about. Now, what I tell all leaders is this. Every country around the world have to learn how they deal with uncertainty. But there's no framework for me. For instance, if I want to advise a country, I'll probably use the Dubai example of how they've been able to deal with the uncertainty of oil and make themselves a, a tourist haven. Now, it's not just the risk that oil will finish. It's that the uncertainty that oil will not even be available. So what did Dubai do? Number one, Dubai created a mindset that takes decisions in uncertainty. Now, we must have a mindset that takes decisions in uncertainty. If you have a mindset that needs all complete info before taking decisions, then you will not thrive. This mindset must be able to see opportunities in uncertainty. And this mindset must be comfortable with ambiguity. Like someone said, if imagination is everything, imagination is everything. So, well, the first thing I believe that every leader must be able to do so that you can thrive in the times of uncertainty is to have a mindset that can take decisions in uncertain times. Now, using Dubai as a framework, they probably know that the uncertainty of oil not being around. How did they plan? They had to plan in ensuring that Dubai will become a tourist hub. Now, was it easy? It was probably going to be easy. They had social contradictions. They probably saw themselves as an Islamic country and they probably had to open the doors to people whose values and cultures were, were probably even not necessarily okay with them. So what would they now do? So the question is, they got to get a mindset that is comfortable with ambiguity and can see opportunities in uncertainty. That is a skill that most organizations must have people who can see opportunities in contradictions. They can see opportunities in contradictions. I mean, like the young man who goes out to a place and sees all the people on the street barefoot. Now, if you look at all the people on the street as being barefoot, you probably will think that these guys are poor and they will not be able to afford anything. But it also might give you an opportunity to look at maybe a billion dollar market with rubber slippers instead of leather slippers. So, those are the things. You must be able to see opportunities in what? In uncertainty. 
Number two, I think the second thing that helps leaders when they want to take decisions in terms of uncertainty is that they must be able to derive insight from trends. Leaders that will be able to win should be able to see insight from what trends is going on. Seeing trends will develop the acuity for what for success. Now, for instance, if you look at the demographic trends going on in the land, you probably may think, what could I play? If I think in terms of what the people are doing now and how people are changing, how people are evolving, how the habits are evolving, then I can begin to think, what would these people need? For instance, if I'm in Lagos, I think, oh, Lagos is 20 million people. If Lagos is going to be 40 million people in 10 years, the question is, what would 20 million extra people need in Lagos that probably are not in Lagos today? So you now begin to think, is it accommodation? Is it transportation? Is it the ability to navigate issues? And now if Lagos has closed space, then how do you think, how can you maximize a closed space system? Or do you want to leave the, the ground and begin to look at the air? So how do you use a drone? to instead of running messages by Okada or by motorcycles, you now begin to think, oh, can I use a drone to run messages? Now, people are thinking that in these trends that is coming up, how do I derive insight? Now, that is what I think people that take decisions in uncertainties would always have. They can derive insight from what from trains. So when they see a train, they begin to see, okay, what insights can I derive? Number three, they must be able to steer the wheel. So number one is that they have a mindset that can take decisions in uncertainty. Number two, they can derive insights from trends. Number three, they can steer the wheel. Leaders must be able to steer the wheel of social interaction. So they can move quickly and scale if needed. This would involve extreme trust in the capabilities and competence of the leader. Now, that's why for me, I think that leaders must have to develop themselves in such a way that people can trust the judgment in times of uncertainty. Because at certain times, people would advocate the ability to take decisions to the leader. Now, they don't even know what's going on. They don't know how the environment is buffeting them. And they probably have no response to it. So they would have to rest upon the decision of a leader to take action in the light of these uncertainties. So how would the leader steer the wheel and probably, in my opinion, quickly skill if skill is needed? Now, those are things that leaders must begin to think about. So the ability to steer the wheel when things are really tough, when things are not going well, it's an important thing for leaders to go through. And what I call the final thing that all leaders must have so that they can take decisions in terms of uncertainty is what I call the ability to remain agile so that you can respond to changes quickly. Now, like they always say, if you do not change, you will die. The reason why the dinosaurs did not survive was because of the fact that they could not adapt as fast as possible. Most organizations have become dinosaurs and not able to adapt to changes. Now, this is, this is really, really funny because of the fact that many times, most organizations have told themselves that they would adapt. They've, they've always told themselves that change is important. They've always had academies, even within themselves, that would say, look, you know what? You need to change. I've also come to a conclusion that you know something does not mean that you would do it. And that you said you would do it does also mean that you would do it. But the ability for organization to be agile, to be flexible, to change, it's something that would, in my opinion, can become a competitive advantage. The ability to change. Now, many times, most companies, what they do is that they could set up a different organization, separate it from the main organization, 
so that they are able to respond to those kind of changes. But whatever way you try to do those things, your organization must remain agile so that you can respond to changes quickly. There's no substitute for awareness. You, there's no substitute for listening. There's no substitute for detecting events as soon as they happen. You must always focus on sense and respond as an organization and empower your people to respond quickly and decisively. One of the greatest ways in which I saw this as a country was when America was going through the last financial crisis in 2008 and I heard George W. Bush, then American president, said he took off his conservative cap and decided that, you know what, we're going to start spending money. You know, the Americans, the conservatives, they always talk about fiscal responsibility. Now, but the problem was this, that they knew they had to spend the money out of the challenge that they had. So they had to take it out. Now, organizations must be able to think, how do we sense and respond to changes in our environment, otherwise we'll become dinosaurs or become relics of the past. One of the things that really happened to BlackBerry or even to Nokia was that, yes, they knew that there were changes in their ecosystem, but they didn't think it was going to work. It was going to be that impactful so quickly. But how many years does it take for an organization to go from number one to zero? Three years now. And that's amazing. Three years. So organizations, companies, people must understand that you need to evolve. You need to do things that would make sure that you are able to adapt, take decisions in the light of uncertainties. And in the end of the day, make sure that you run an organization that can thrive. So I hope you've enjoyed our podcast this week. And and I hope you'll be able to take decisions in terms of uncertainties because one of the things that this podcast is trying to do is not only to build you in your organization, it's also to build you in your own personal life so that you can take decisions. You can respond quickly. If the economy is becoming, becoming challenging, you can take a decision or how do I respond in the light of all these uncertainties and make sure that my future and my children's future are bright and beautiful. Those are the things that leaders will do. And I challenge you to also think about them. You're a leader in your own right as a father. You're also a leader as a mother. You're a leader in your organization. You're not profit organization. You're a leader. And you can always take this as responsibilities and be able to know that, okay, look, what kind of insights can I derive from the trends taking place? For instance, I, I realize there's a great trend taking place now. Virtually young people always standing and posing and, and taking pictures. question is, what insight can I get from that? And what can I do in such a way that I know that if young people are doing things, they want to be in the memory business. They want to think, they're thinking about how can I keep the memories of the things I'm doing? Now, it's up to you and I to now take actions or get insights from that thing and respond adequately and be able to do well. So, till we come to you next week again, this is the i3 podcast. I want you to, if you've enjoyed it, listen to it and keep listening to it and share it with your friends, with your organization, with your team members. Once they're able to take decisions, it also helps you to, to take your own decisions and become a better leader and make you a better person ultimately. So, continue to follow us on all our social media handles and I'm certain that you'll become a better leader. God bless you. See you next week.